Hospitals and health organizations today face so many challenges, and many of those affect the bottom line. One presiding factor in all of this is how patients feel about their level of service, and that's why it's critical to talk about the patient experience. As an extension of our clients, we are required to teach and train our employees on how to do their job, but also that we are advocates for the patient. Bottom line, we are an extension of the patient experience. And that is so critical. I'm very pleased to have today Sherry Smith, one of my teammates who I have loved and known since joining the company. And Sherry, you are involved in training and you're obviously doing a great job because our employees are actually doing things right. And the last recording uh, of the podcast, we discussed the patient, uh, the company culture that we had encouraging the importance of culture in the healthcare organizations. So as you train people, and like I said, you are doing a great job because our employees are doing things right. Why do you feel an exceptional patient experience is a part of our role? First, thank you for having me, John. I'm glad to have you. <laughs> well, as a third-party collection agency, we, we provide a dignified, professional experience. So through my personal experience as an agent and now as a training manager, I know that that positive outcomes comes from positive experiences. Not only is patient experience directly correlated to ethics, but I believe it's also tied to revenue as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you... um. Do you feel that we as, I'm just clarifying something here, we as an agency could damage a person's thought or idea of a healthcare institution? Do you think we could, we think that could actually make a change in how they see the, the healthcare provider? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed, and um, I actually uh, was discussing with their clients in my role at the organization in client relations, I want to make sure they're pleased with what we're doing and that we are delivering the best, best product. And I wanted them to know we were advocates for the patient, and it's very much a very much part of the patient experience. So how do you, as a training manager, teach advocacy for the patient? Well, I believe I teach it in several different ways. Um, for medical bad debt agents, we have advocacy built into our talk-off and yeah. How we structure negotiations, per se. Right. We begin negotiations by saying, how can you take care of this today? 
yeah. and waiting for the patient to respond. Right. To me, this sets the tone of the conversation, in my opinion. Our agents are listening, not just hearing, to what the patient has to say about their account. Um, this gives the patients a voice. Also, by educating and training agents to collect means they need to understand where the consumer is actually coming from. Yeah. In most cases of medical debt, um, the consumer, they didn't have a choice in whether they incurred the debt or not. That's right. An agent's job description in its simplest form is actually account resolution. That resolution is achieved when there's compassion involved. Yeah. And to be and to be compassionate, the agent must first learn and listen to the patient and what the patient is trying to communicate. Yeah. When a patient states they're unable to pay, is it because they need more time or are they trying to ask for a lower monthly payment? Are they just truly stating they're unable to pay in any form? And we need to look into alternatives such as connecting patients to our client financial resources. So listening, and that's such a key, is listening um, to the patient. And um, they really, a patient, they want, they want to be heard. Um, and they're most likely... Freaking out is a term I like to, <laughs> to use. Uh, they're freaking out about the money that they owe that they really hadn't, most likely hadn't planned for. So when you're listening to a patient, I want to ask you this. Do you um, do things that would change the course uh, of what your, you know, your original talk offer, anything? You said something that I really like, finding resolution. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, by listening to the patient, you really find what their needs are and, and can help meet their needs. Absolutely. And you, and, and you suddenly become an advocate for the patient. And you're helping them to find a way to clear this up. You're creating a win-win situation. Okay, Sharon, I want to ask you this. What is your training secret? <laughs> what works? Now, I've been by the classroom. I've been by the classroom, and everybody's in there smiling. And you're smiling, and they're smiling. So what is it that works? You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard question for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it works for me. Um, or just, it's no such thing as a secret, you know, sauce or it, to me, it's just really simple. I care. Yeah. And I love what I do. Yeah. I've always cared about my colleagues, even back when I was just a collector before I moved into a leadership position. And now um, I've been a manager for a few years now, and I've shown that I have not changed. I still care. Yeah. I care about the trainees' needs. I care about their success in the business. I care about our clients. Yeah. I make sure to celebrate their success and to look to their needs. Yeah. And not to be quiet on how proud I am that I make them flourish. They feel valued because they are valued and I want them to feel valued. So when they go out on the floor, they're ready. Yes. And um, that training, you know, I think what you just said really, here, here's what struck a nerve on that, is that you care about them and uh, you want them to be successful. Mm -hmm. But the big thing you said is, I really didn't change who I was. No. I just went on to a different role. And um, 
you know, what you are shines like a star. And I can see it sign. I can see that shining in their agents now. And it, it's it's a whole, it's a beautiful thing to see it happen. Do you think there's things that have not worked, Sherry? Um, and how have you overcome them? Only thing I can say that that did not work for me is trying to be something that I'm not. That did not work for me. Yeah. Um, I worked my way from a collector into leadership up to management, and I take that responsibility seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first became a trainer, I did a lot of research on different management styles and effective training. I thought that meant to be reserved, quiet yet firm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just not who I am. It didn't take me long to realize that I have that I can have my personality and still be a force for good to be an effective manager and trainer. Yeah. You know, I appreciate humor. I have a big personality and I just love everyone. You do have a big <laughs> personality and you laugh with me constantly. Yes. And I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> and that's the things that make work fun. Absolutely. And again, I'm going back to that thing. You're just being yourself and you're being real. And I think patience that, um, Visit these healthcare providers. They are, you know, they they want to be cared for, and um, they want people that are real. Absolutely. So, would you say you've had to um, to change yourself any, or is there any that you've had to overcome uh, specifically, or is it just been a a learning experience? It's been a- learning experience yeah, i'm not yeah. afraid to change my methods or add right. anything new so right. i'm training i don't see it as something that that has failed if it needs tweaking or adjustment that's yeah. okay yeah. i still can be myself right. and yeah yeah and, and, and we do need to be tweaked uh really and I, I i know myself i get to a point that i am just i've got to be changed i i you know i say i don't um I don't have a problem with change. Well, bottom line, we all have a problem with change, and it's hard to get used to. But when we're able to actually tweak ourselves and make it better, I think that's how it all works out. Absolutely. So, Sherry, you're a leader in our organization. So I want to ask you a question. I ask, and I ask this question anytime I interview one. How do you lead? Interesting question. Um, I think I, I lead by example. I think I lead by example. I think leading by example is the best way to lead. Yeah. Um, at PRC, we established a culture, and part of that culture, we have adopted a set of behaviors that we yeah. want to exhibit. Yeah. So much of what I do is living these behaviors and having these shared values, the yes. same as professional recovery consultants. A few of the key ones for me are be a source of acknowledgement and appreciation, focus on achieving your goals, and practice blameless problem solving. You know, just as I mentioned previously, I love celebrating other success. And I've always yeah. been goal-minded, which is a big part of how I saw success in my days as a collector. Yeah, Adaptability also. Um, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with practicing blameless problem-solving. Blameless problem Business is not personal. I'm not afraid to improve, to problem-solve as I work to meet my goals and help others meet their goals and celebrate their success along the way. Yeah. You... Uh... You hit a nerve here, too. Uh, blameless problem solving. If I do something wrong in my job or I mess something up, my first thing is 
okay, let me go down the list here. Who can I blame for this besides <laughs> myself? When I'm realizing I'm the problem. And that's that's where it takes some tweaking. It's tweaking. Mm-hmm. And blameless, that that rocks. Now, that really rocks. How would you, um, as a team member, you know, the leading by example, um, and like I said in the last interview with Mary Emily discussing culture, we have these, we are, we have these core values that Mike Smith shares weekly with core values. And you said something that really stuck out here. You don't just believe in them. You live those values. Yeah, yeah. You can say, oh, yeah, that's good stuff. And I've even responded to some of Mike's emails and say, um, good stuff, Mike. But at the same time say, yeah, I believe in them, but am I really living them? And that's the key right there is living them. And it's leading a role. It's leading in a role and living what we believe. Sherry, thank you. I appreciate all you do for our company. And most importantly, I appreciate what you do for our clients. And um, that makes a difference. And them as healthcare providers. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the patient experience. Please help us out by sharing our show with a healthcare professional in your life or by leaving us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.